Hello, everybody. Welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and tonight we are returning after a night of multiple failures uh, last night trying to record. So we decided we'll just we're just gonna give it up and try again tonight. Uh, let's see what all did we have happened. We had my internet crapped out. Um, AKB's mic stopped working properly. Um, fireworks started going off beside my house, which was very loud and it sounded like gunshots and kept making me jump. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Alara um, vanished and hasn't been seen since. Yeah, it's true, Lost, actually. Lost got Alara, we in, don't know uh, where she Dimension is. X. Yep. Lost lost his mic. He started breaking there. Alara, yeah, has disappeared. We were hoping she she might pop on at some point, but we haven't heard from her in a day. Uh, she's like, oh, my internet's gone out, and then yeah. That, so we yeah, the way her. you the way you phrase that makes it sound very worrisome. Like, yeah, we haven't we haven't heard from her from a day. It is kind of worrisome. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. Everybody, don't don't go attack Alara and spam her with messages. Uh, but we I'm do sure have some fine. people here uh, that we can talk about. So we have Lost. Do you want to say hi to everybody? Welcome everyone. Good evening. Yeah, Lost and Hyrule coming at you from the Discord, and we also have Baratron live from the UK. Yep. What time Where is I it? Am. Wait, Baratron is from the UK, blades. and I'm from Discord. Can you can you see this? I'm downloading Not blades on my. You're going nope. to go higher. higher. Oh, oh. Now it's no, it's, turned it's, invisible. it's lost in your background. Now oh, it's invisible. Well. Oh hey, you saw it for a sec there. Downloading blades on my Switch right now. Ooh, it exciting. is currently two o five a.m. Two right. a.m. Yes, and it's still incredibly hot. It was twenty eight degrees C here today, which is uh, eighty two for those of you who use Fahrenheit, and it's still about 24 degrees c in my room so i, I only warm. put on clothes just before the podcast i, I appreciate the otherwise. translation to fahrenheit because i cannot do celsius to fahrenheit in my head i can very slowly what's it's like multiply i by can do two it i know i know how to like actually that. do it but it's nine fifths plus 32 i, I know yeah, how to do more. it but <laughs> i i can't i'm not doing it in my head so i just click well, that's an imaginary number. I, it's either very warm or very hot. It's very uh, hot, very cold. I can't tell. I mean, for me in London, uh, you know, eighty Fahrenheit is like pretty hot. So I got my hair tied back, which means that the green screen effect of Skype keeps losing it. So I look like I have a very square head. Yeah. Uh, Although, of course, those of you who are listening won't won't see that. Never mind. Just imagine me <laughs> with a very strangely square head. Yeah. To the I actually always thing. wonder what people think that have only ever listened to the podcast think we look like. Yeah. They'll have to tune into Twitch. Um, we didn't get a chance. The other disembodied voice you hear is none other than AKB himself. Yes, this is AKB. Wishing you all a fantastic Tuesday evening. Well, let's go talk or whenever about the you news. listen to it, or whenever. Yeah, actually, it's you Tuesday will only listen to this on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go talk about the news that doesn't involve the weather. So we've actually got a good chunk of news for us. We're about a week out now from the Greymore launch, so there's not there's not too much new news, but there's a lot of things to talk about in the ESO world. Um, and speaking of the ESO world, we just want to remind everybody that we are still running the contest until 
Monday at midnight, I believe, is when we are turning off the submissions that if you go on and create a quest page for Greymore, you can pick any side quest or daily quest and get started. And whoever writes the most complete pages, so like a quick walkthrough, detailed walkthrough in the different stages, by the end of the PTS, we'll get our last Bristlegut Piglet pet, which we talked about previous episodes before. It was my favorite pet. Uh, that was a convention exclusive. So if you want a chance to win, sign up for a wiki account. If you don't already have one, go in and edit some Greymore quests. That'll be a lot of fun there. Uh, but Beartron, do you want to get us started on what's happening in the world of ESO pre-Greymore launch? Sure. Uh, so there was an ESO Live last Friday featuring Kyle Nowak, who's the uh, combat designer, and Rob Garrett, who's lead gameplay designer, talking about changes to vampires in Greymore. Uh, one interesting thing that uh, came out of that is that stage four vampires will no longer regain health at all, except via healing potions and spells. Uh, those of you who have been with the series for a long time will remember this, this is how things used to be. Uh, it, was, it was Skyrim that introduced um, your health actually re regenerating. So, and, and everybody's freaking out and I'm thinking, well, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't even just vampires then. Uh, Zos also confirmed that not only are vampires being added to the justice system, but werewolves are as well. So if townspeople see you transform into a werewolf, you will gain a bounty. And also all of the werewolf attacks have been marked as criminal acts. Just the same as some of the necromancer skills. Interesting. I feel the, like the vampires regaining health is going to be a very... Is actually like... Hearing that people are freaking out about it seems actually kind of reasonable because that'll change a lot of their viability. Like I don't it'll people people have used vampires as tanks for a while now, and yeah. the the way that they've rejigged the skill line. I mean, I will be writing a blog post about this. I'm just a bit behind. The way that they've changed things is very much damage damage dealer based. So vampires essentially Which do makes sense. massive amounts of damage when their own health is low. Yeah, so they're kind of glass cannony now. Very glass cannony. Yes. Yeah. Does feeding restore health? No, it doesn't. That seems like an oversight. Like maybe it's good for gameplay balance, but if nothing else heals them, you would think that drinking more blood would do it. They have. Uh, they do have a, a skill that does it. A blood drain Perhaps. ability. They do, yeah. yes, they do. But actually, yeah, but that's a feeding spell, not an actual, just yeah. like passive. Right, but does feeding? Can is that something you can do in combat? I don't know how that part works. You can't do it in combat, no. Uh, well, hang on. Because uh, it looked like they had finishers now, and I didn't know if that was related or not. Maybe that's not the thing. Maybe that's just the dramatic sneak feeds or whatever they the do. The dramatic, the dramatic feeding is usually out of combat. Okay. Um, but yes, there is a blood drain ability, which, which does restore health, but actually direct sneaking up behind someone in the way that you use the Blade of Woe, uh, that kind of feeding does not restore and health. And in general, I wouldn't expect you to be needing health in that scenario very often anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, we also got a tidbit from Mike Finnegan, our new lead encounter designer. So congratulations, Mike, uh, on the new job title. It's, that's lead encounter designer versus lead dungeon designer sounds like you're a promotion to me so congratulations it does, yeah it does to me yeah it sounds like a promotion so congratulations on that it sounds like he's going to be doing overland overland encounter and world boss 
bosses too, which is good because I'm excited to see how they change because there hasn't really been much new in that world for a while. World bosses are kind of the same over and over again, like Dolmens and Slodes, they're all kind of the same. So excited to see what he does there. Um, and he was talking about the trial, but they didn't actually have 12 people to run it. So I don't think that they actually went in and did it on the ESO Live. I didn't get the chance to actually watch this ESO Live, so. You still can. It's still up on Twitch. Yeah, I'll have to um, pop up. Yeah. Awesome. And then AKB, what happened? I'm regretfully letting AKB announce this piece of news. Um, what happened with Vampire Week on Twitter? I am happy to report that Serana won. Serana was always going to win. It was pretty obvious from the get-go that there was no other option. No other vampire compared. That said, they also well, didn't well. include some... They, for some reason, didn't put Janice Hasseldor on the list. LeMay Ball. Uh, Babette. Uh, Adusa Darrow. It was Do you a, think... Have you encountered LeMay Ball in the games ever? You encounter her in ESO. That's how you turn into a vampire. Okay. Yeah, she's the one who gives she's you She's actually the, the one that gives you. I haven't actually yeah. turned a vampire in ESO. So that makes sense. Yes, I'm sad that Verandas didn't win, but AKB won. He put up a better fight than AKB I expected. AKB won! Though. AKB was one of the vampires. AKB is actually the king vampire <laughs> now. Uh, that was his reward mm. for guessing correctly. Is Now he actually has to become a real vampire. As well as a robot, so he's a vampire robot. Somebody have bubble wrap this right now? One sec. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baratron just started popping bubble wrap on stream because that's what we do now. I, I had one of my cards beforehand just to make sure. I thought I was about to start coughing, so I got, got a cough sweet, and the, the gotcha. noise of getting the cough sweet was there. Yeah, sorry. Pop, 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 pop. No. Overall, it was. I mean, it was a fun contest. <laughs> I would have not maybe put as many Marwan vampires in there. Like, I saw one person go like, oh, wow, Rexel Burton was in the contest. Yeah. Rexel Burton got one. So Rexel Burton had one fan. Uh, of the three Marwan vampires, uh, I am now aware that there was one legitimate fan of him. Now we know. Uh, so We I, should encourage that person to um, update all of their wiki articles. Now we know there's at least one fan of them. Yes. I, I, mean, uh -oh. I think their articles are actually content complete, so there's something to really do. <laughs> well, fine. In other news about vampires, though, uh, we got a new Meet the Character on Fenorian this week. Uh, you will have met him in Unhallowed Graves Dungeon. Um, and if you've been on the PTS, you see him pretty early on in Greymoor. Uh, especially, I think he's in the tutorial itself, but stay tuned to find out if he is or isn't. <laughs> Um, you can check that post there. Let somebody post that in chat or check the show notes after if you want to read that article and know where to find it. Um, Bertram, what's going on in the Crown Store this week? Okay, so this week's limited edition Crown Store stuff is the Gloomspore Guar Calf, Calf which, which is a, a guar made of mushrooms. And that's available from now until May the 26th at 2 p.m. GMT, 10 a.m. EDT, a time which is now familiar to you. So you got the calf. Is that I got the one the that you buy with crowns? I got it from a crown crate. Oh, from a crown crate. Okay. Yeah, I got it from a crown crate. I, did, I want the actual mount version of it because I love okay. it. But I have the calf now, so 
So maybe it's the crown crate. So there's a crown crate version, but there's also a limited crown store version. I yeah, think it's one, the same I one. I think what? Mm, it's just they I let you buy it outside. Mount and one was nope. There's so there's the calf and mount are in crown crates, but right now you can also buy the calf with crowns instead of crown gems. Oh, I see. How confusing. Yeah. And so for people, I guess, that don't want to do crown crates, they can still buy it. Okay. Ah, oh, they should do more of that. They should do okay, more Okay, there's also, uh, in limited edition crown store stuff, we've got the Ice Reach Masks Pack. Uh, creepy wicker masks of the necromancy... Necromancy? <laughs> Necromancer Banny and the Cryomancer Gola, I think this is, from May the 21st until May the 26th at that familiar time of 2pm GMT or 10am EDT. And then the Ice Reach Wicker Steed is a Crown Gem exclusive, which will be available from May the 21st to June the 1st at 2pm GMT, 10am EDT. They're not making this easy for us, you know, everything's starting and finishing on different days. And this is literally a horse made of wicker. Like, if you think about wicker baskets, wicker chairs, this is a wicker horse. And it's, like it's actually... Man, a horse. It's, my yeah, eyes! It's actually very, very creepy. Stinging my um, eyes. That's going to be a crown gem exclusive, so I'm guessing it'll be about 400 crown gems like, like other mounts are, but obviously we don't, we don't have the price yet. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, as we said earlier, Greymore is going to be released on PC Mac on Tuesday, the 26th of May. Hooray! The 25th is a holiday in the US? Mm-hmm. Memorial Day. What holiday? It's Memorial Day? Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's a holiday in the UK as well. Since we have Victoria Day, I guess that's the like equivalent one. So that they're like an even number. Um, if your physical collector's edition pre-order doesn't arrive on time, you can gain access to the game by providing a proof of purchase to the ZOS uh, customer services. Uh, the instructions for that uh, we'll post in the show notes so it's a little bit easier to follow. But you can log into the help website, submit a ticket, go to billing, Windows or Mac as appropriate. I have a game purchase issue and then physical collector's edition. All physical collector's editions, if you were lucky enough to get one, won't want me, uh, <laughs> will be sent out at the same time. So if you're on console, it should arrive with plenty of time before the console release date on June 6th, 9th. I was never able to find one again. So they must have just sold out. Sorry, buddy. Hmm. I'm sad, but it's fine. It's probably better that I save the money right now anyways. <laughs> That's fair. The whole, the whole world being shut down, I should probably not. Not worry like too much my, about that. Would you like my ugly vampire statue? See, that's the thing. The the completionist in me is like, yes, definitely. But I don't love the statue itself because I'm not big into vampires. It's, so it's yeah, it's the map and the coins that I want. Yeah, I'm so, so I'm like, excited by the coins. But like, it would also look so good behind me here. Like, it's like I have a spot, There's a spot next to the waiting redstone. for it. I know yeah. it's waiting for it right now. It just has my mini pylon that I 3D printed in there. So I'm, I might wait and see if it's like in stock, like maybe they just allocated a certain amount to pre-purchase and then they want to make sure that there's some, when they go live and you can buy them, there like some, may be they some may do that, there. but I don't know. As of right now, I'm, I'm not holding up too much hope, but I haven't pre-ordered uh, anything yet, just in case. I hate Pylon. I can hook you up with one for 600 what? bucks. Wink, wink. Oh! Ouch. I thought you just said, I hate Pylon, and I was going to be super That's what I did, too, and I knew that wasn't it, but that's what it sounded like. Yeah. I'm still I, a little I'm, I'm not actually uh, 
hoarding copies, by the way. That's a joke. He Let's... bought all the Canadian copies that were available. Just a mess. <laughs> Went out of his way. What an all of all of connect the Canada ones. Yeah. I didn't get to eat that week, but it was worth it. <laughs> uh, Lost. What's going on in Legends? Over the weekend, they had an Allegiance Gauntlet, and Allegiance Gauntlet is where your decks can only be composed of a single attribute. So instead of two attribute sets, you can just do all strength and neutral, or all agility and neutral, etc. And that's it. There are no special rewards. Hooray! That's exciting. Um, in Blades news, uh, we're going to talk about Blades a little bit later at the end of the show, so we're going to have a little bit of a longer discussion on it. But for now, patch seven point or one point seven came out, not seven point one. I wish they were already at seven major revisions. That'd be awesome. Um, one point seven came out, so you can see the notes there, and as well the Switch version. So Switch Blades, ha ha ha, Switch Blade, ha ha ha, is out now, so you can play it on your Switch. You can download it; it's free. We'll talk a little bit more about the different ways that seems to be happening a little bit later. So, guys, Pylon was on child. Uh, duty today his wife's gone back to work and oh, he told I've us earlier that his brain it. has turned to goo so if he's a bit weird today that's why he's had two children under five to deal with all day all day and just yeah it's it's been it's it's fun i like having the time with them but yeah my brain is goo just straight up goo but it's the same thing my parents did put them in front of uh saw for that afternoon a saw the movie saw. Oh, the movie saw. Right, we talked about this. That's traumatizing. When you were five, four actually. I, I don't think my kids. I don't remember that. exactly how old. It my oldest is a gentle soul. It was legitimately the first movie I owned, though. Yeah. Weird. Um. Well, I would normally throw to Alara right now. I guess lost. Do you want to be the call to arms correspondent? Yeah, I love call to arms stuff. Yay. So I didn't actually see this email, but our notes tell me that there was an email sent out confirming that shipping is starting. We had known that shipping stuff was starting to get back underway, but they confirmed that shipping starts the end of this month of May and retailers should start receiving things beginning of next month, depending on where it's at globally, all that sort of stuff. And because the shipping is sort of starting to get back on schedule, that means they're starting to set dates for the next releases. So in July, the Adventurer Allies set and the Civil War card pack are both slated to come out. So the Adventurer, Al Adventurer Allies is supposed to be more p models that go in the Adventurer faction, which means you can have larger forces going into Delves led by a Dragonborn. And the Civil War card pack, this entire chapter is about the civil war these cards should support every release that comes out as a part of this chapter and that's that cool. that's our called arms news i think there's another blog post slated to come up pretty soon but i do not exactly know what it's date it's supposed to come out we'll report on it when we know the other thing we found out completely randomly yesterday is that the uh eu bethesda store is actually selling the call to arms stuff oh. the miniatures and the yeah. dice because i don't think the north american one is they they have quite different stock yeah they have a very different in stock. general yeah which again weird because modifius is a, a british company so i would think that it would make even more sense to get stuff through them directly if you're over there but it is what it is they probably yeah, just have an easier way to warehouse it or something like that probably. maybe the convenience of buying in euros i don't know um, and then just in general Bethesda news, they, Bethesda made the announcement that they donated $1 million to uh, COVID-19 related charities. 
Uh, I believe they gave 500000 to Direct Relief, 250000 to UNICEF, and then the final 250000 was donated to local charities yes. chosen by each local studio or office. Is that correct, AKB? That is uh, correct. Uh, it, it was very, very... I, I really, really am glad that they uh, gave back. It's kind of funny because we announced errors uh, like this. almost exactly the day before. <laughs> Well, well, I guess we just have to donate two million dollars then, AKB. I wish that was. I bet you wish you didn't buy out all those Graymore collectors editions now, don't you? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm going to get the two million. (laughs) Just holding them hostage with me. No, Uh, scalping um, for purpose. For those who don't know, the USB is doing a little campaign to donate uh, what we can for charity. We're not a big corporation like uh, Bethesda, but we are giving thousand dollars to various charities yeah yeah the, okay i have to say this though i hate bringing it up but when a company is announcing that they are donating money to charity so that they can help people with a global pandemic please that's don't not uh, the time yeah that's not the time to go on and start raging at them about game problems or that you just like are mad about fallout or things like that like don't be that person. Nobody here, looks at you kindly when you do that. Uh, I, I want to kind of like amend that. Yes, there are companies who are legitimately like just saying, oh, uh, we're all in this together. Oh, yeah, anyway, no, that doesn't like, count. Like buy our car. That's different. <laughs> That's very they're, different. They're going like, yes, here's uh, we're giving a million dollars. Here's who we're giving it to. Uh, we want to help out as we can. That's don't discourage people from actually no. helping because it would be very hard for like part of the benefit for them is they want good PR for this. So people go like, Oh yeah, but that's uh, they give money to charity, that kind of thing. Yeah. But like, but even like then they're, they're getting very minimal good PR for that. Like, yeah, it's probably more of a, Hey, this is actually going to also help us in the long run. Cause literally all of us are affected. But I, I mean, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. just like, but if, like being purely let's be purely cynical sure if this is the company's only line of thought we want good pr plus us tax write-off let's give a million dollars to charity and their response is just pure vitriol that they gave they are literally giving money to charity and people are mad yeah. you're not the, the, necessarily uh, gonna get them to give money to charity again but the comments were terrible. They, they were, really were just awful like, on that. And I know but didn't they make a good of... point that what if they had spent that million dollars on Fallout 76? That's, that's not a good point. No, it's not. Lost. That's a terrible point. That's not point. how anything works. <laughs> it's to be an fair, absolutely that is actually terrible how that point. works. That's not how it works. The marketing budget has nothing. Like The money that they would have had for all of this would never have been siphoned away from development time. That is outrageous. Yes, but that is how the internet thinks. We'll yeah, have to... We'll have to get a professional correspondent to confirm if that is how that works or not. I'm hoping that that's not how divorce works. I promise I'm you just, that's not how it works. Yeah, I'm just hoping a lot of those people were very young and just have no real understanding of business. I think I think that's a lot of it. People are just they're anonymous on the internet, so they think they can be. They think they're being funny. They're making a joke about Fallout 76. Haha! Everybody makes jokes about Fallout 76. Comedy. It's not funny. Speaking of inappropriate jokes, there's a Shia Gorath Funko Pop that has <laughs> Wapachek. 
I'm, I'm, I'm good with that segue. Thank you, Lost. That was an E3 mm-hmm. exclusive, and apparently it's going to be sold by GameStop in the U.S. for about $12.11.99 uh, pre-order. And currently, I have no information about other countries, but still, a fancy share Gorath. I know it's, it's coming in Canada. $15 in Canada. Um, yeah, because it was going to be coming out as the E3. Funko Pop for E3 every year does an exclusive run, so they did. This year, it was, I saw Handsome Jack, um, Alessian from Witcher 3, Tyrael from Diablo 2, and there was one other one that I completely forget other than Shea Gorath. I can't remember what the other one was. But they were going to be going out for E3 exclusives. And since there's no E3, they just released them to the wild. So that'll be exciting. I like it. It actually looks really great. I think I'm probably going to pick it up. It does look great. Um, some people were whining that he's in his Oblivion costume. But it, the box is Skyrim. But it's such a, such no. a small point. <laughs> it's not canon anymore, guys. They're maximizing the marketing put the biggest name game next to the best looking favorite outfit it's true exactly that's all right plan i'm okay with this awesome well let's go thank some people for being great and awesome human beings So we just want to take a minute to thank all the people who help us actually create this podcast. As you know, the UESP has been around for almost 25 years now. This is our 25th year operating. And unfortunately, not that, nothing is free in the world. So it costs money to run the website. It costs money to do a lot of things. So we have our Patreon and our Twitch subscribers and different things like that. So we want to thank everybody who's able to help us in different ways. Um, on Patreon this week, we have four or three new patrons. We have Joel Hubbard, Sean Galloway, and Sam Fox, uh, who all decided that they wanted to support us at the uh, Elven tier or higher, which gets the shout out on the podcast. So thank you, everybody, for uh, subscribing at that tier. And we want to give a very special shout out to Joel Hubbard, who wanted to specifically help out with our COVID-19 charity drive. And they donated a whopping $300 to the Patreon so that we could put that money towards the COVID uh, charities that we're going to be donating to. So thank you so much. That's so generous. Thanks, Joel. Of you. Yes. You are an awesome human being. Unlike those that we were talking about earlier, you are the antithesis of the internet trolls. So thank you so much for your uh, donation. We really appreciate it. Um, as a reminder, tons of different ways to help support the UESP financially which is Patreon. You can subscribe to our Twitch. You can make kind of donations through Patreon, but it's a bit complicated, so I won't explain how to do that. Um, And you can help out this (laughs) podcast even by just leaving a review on iTunes. A five-star review always helps us show up. More people can learn about sweet Elder Scrolls knowledge and lore. We'll show up more in rankings. So if you want to leave us a review, we will read it out too, as long as it's not too uh, offensive. (laughs) <laughs> if it's just personally attacking me i'll still read it out but um as long as you, you don't use vulgar words we'll make sure it's reading there um but honestly the best way you can support the wiki is by making a wiki account and start going in and editing some articles and adding more content there's still so much that we need to fill out on the wiki that's missing information that you could go in because you might just have that little bit of expertise on it it's easy to get started it's scary at first but once there's tons of people around to help you. You can find them on the Discord, and you'll pick it up pretty quickly. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So thank you, everybody, for all of your support. And now I think it's a good time to talk about what we've been up to this week. 
So now's the time I get to pop around the board and keep everybody on their toes because nobody knows what I'm going to ask them what they were up to for the week. So maybe it'll be Baratron first this week. What were you up to? Oh, oh, me. Um, so I have been uh, in, in Elder Scrolls Online. I have been doing all of the Dragon Guard quests. And the reason for this was to get the Dragon Guard operative achievement so I could start getting the free daily new moon mo- new moon priest motifs from the reward box before they stop being daily drops in Greymore. And uh, as of yesterday, as of the show notes, I was at 27 out of 30, but I actually finished that off yesterday. Nice. And I got my first new moon priest motif, which was maces. Um, so that was that was exciting. Now, the, the way that these quests work is uh, you get... There, there's a dragon quest, which is, you know, kill three dragons in southern elsewhere, but there's also a... Uh, it's not necessarily a delve quest, um, but it's go, go to an area and uh, find... I think he's called a new moon recruiter. Find this person, kill them, and pick up the documents. So... You get one and there's there's six possibilities. And what you can do is um, form a small group and trade trade those quests with other people. And that's how you get that done quickly. Um, and I do have a friend. Um, he's Ganza, who is the uh, Guildmaster of uh, Order of Golden Moons and Iron Bank of Bravos. This crazy man has three accounts that I know of. He may have Whoa. more than three. And he actually has... Uh, one of each uh, of his outs has one of each of those quests. So if you can't find anybody oh, so else funny. to trade with, it's like, Ganser, can I have this quest, please? And he logs in the character who's got it. I mean, crazy, but, but great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't get over, because I, I, you know, I hadn't started Southern Elsewhere before. I can't quite get over how utterly variable in length the quests are. There's some of them are well over an hour you know the kind of quests where you're doing them you get to a point and think i need to go to bed and then you you log on the next day and there's still another 15 or 20 minutes and some of them are are literally go to this place give give this person this thing that's it okay it just just seemed i know i know in general the quests are of variable length depending on um whether they are part of the main quest, whether they're just town quests, that sort of thing. But did they did seem more more variable than usual to me, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, I haven't actually thought about that. I don't know. There are there, some there are basically be... pointers and some are actually yeah. substantive. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed more than usual. And apart from that, I've been running trials both with the ASP on PCNA server. And with the Adventurers Guild, the Adventurers League, even on PCEU. Very, very cool. And I just downloaded Blades, but I can't talk about that because I've just downloaded it. You don't know. I don't know it yet. <laughs> um, Lost, this is the largest uh, wall of text I've ever seen in our show notes. You mean so, from me in a scholarly pursuit? I think just yes. in general. No, <laughs> we've had longer you. walls of text. Yeah, we've definitely had longer walls of text. So, what have you been up to? There's so, so many things. Per well, I've been playing some Blades, um, dealing with the new update. I wanted to get through. I've not played it on Switch yet. My wife pretty much has the Switch on lockdown for Animal Crossing. That's Oftentimes, fair. when I try to turn it on to download the Blades, um, Animal Crossing is currently suspended, so I can't really go past her and do that. So I haven't done that, but I've been playing it on mobile since the update is across both platforms. 
I've done a lot of the new quests. So there's normal quests and then there's arena quests. I've done, I think, all of the normal ones and I've started down the arena line. They're pretty fun. Have you found it easier? I have done better and yet sometimes I still hit a wall. Like, so none of the quests were too bad, um, but I did some abyss running. Like I had a challenge to get to level 40 in the abyss and I just ran into a few things that were really bad. Like I I a Frost Atronach that blocked every single attack I tried to do. There's one where he blocked, and then he lowered his block and then instantly raised it again and stunned me even though I waited to swing. I so the Abyss, bad. sorry, that, that's that continuous dungeon, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So by level 40, you mean literally level yes. 40 of the dungeon. Wow. That's, yeah. That sounds I good. I think I'm at level 100 something <laughs> in the Abyss. Seriously. 100 and something. Wow. Let's see what I'm at. I went through a ton of potions just going from like 32 to 40 because that's the 32 is as far as I had got on it. Yikes. So yeah, I still have a lot of going. I've done better. I've got, I felt like I was doing a little bit better overall. And sometimes I just completely fall apart and get stunned every time I swing. Anyway, that's fun. The new Wizard's Tower quest, which is part two of a previous thing they added, was fun. I enjoyed that one. But that's the main thing. We'll talk about more blades. The other thing is that I was re- pointed to Skyrim and said, hey, I should take some time and play Skyrim. Like, you know what? You're right. Like AKB and Alara both prompted me to do so. So I installed it on my laptop and I've been playing in bed occasionally before going to sleep and I'm making good progress on it. And even though I haven't gotten to something I haven't done before because it was so long ago and I've done it so few times, it still feels new to me. <laughs> so I basically have a tiny little diary of what i've been doing in skyrim but first of all the game is a little bit clunky occasionally like combat feels just a tiny bit off it's hard to like uncrouch after i start attacking something while still fighting i don't know how to alternate swinging properly to like keep a rhythm going and it feels like none of the menus like the fact that i'm using a mouse i always found that every Mm. elder scrolls game i prefer the ui not the gameplay the ui of the controller versus the mouse mouse and keyboard i just find it it's it feels like it's designed for a controller first and then they're like "Eh, we'll just slap on the uh, mouse and keyboard afterwards it'll be fine they'll figure it out there's something Mm -hmm. weird like depending on which quest you've highlighted or item i guess it'll make it larger but if you highlight over it with a mouse that will be your active one but the big one will stay the one that it was before and then if you start using the arrows to move up and down they go in sync but they don't resync i don't know i think that they do the computer ui completely separately and there's got to be a much better ui anyway there are mods you can download that fix a lot of that i just think that the professional should be able to develop one up too but anyhow (laughs) Yeah. Um, I found also, that... I was super. Before we go on, I was super yeah. wrong. I'm on Abyss level 44. Okay. I thought I was way further, but I was not. Good. Phew. <laughs> um, I learned that according to Steam, Skyrim SE version, only 43% of players have absorbed a dragon soul. What I can have believe they that. Been doing? Playing well, the original you have to keep Skyrim. in mind that uh, the special edition by default disables uh, achievements if you have any mods. Okay. Oh. So everyone puts it okay. So if you put on well, that mods, could be part of it, then. achievements that makes sense. So since it's the it's the second version, and it also disables achievements for anyone using mods, 
And there's going to be a lot of people using mods, considering that Special Edition came out years after the fact. It makes mm-hmm. sense. So, not as bad as Morrowind, but I'm having to relearn the save before stuff happens. I got a mm-hmm. large chunk of the way through Bleak Falls Barrow, got taken out by a Draugr because I didn't know how to activate my Hist skin ability. <laughs> Oops. And then got put all the way back to the very beginning of the dungeon. So I was more careful from then on out. Um, I fought Mirmolnir, that very first dragon that you actually take on, and he got me the first time, and I got him the second time. Because the second time, he landed and breathed fire at everyone else except me, and so I just got to run and attack him. Previously, he landed twice <laughs> and just torched me, and I couldn't outheal that. Also, I learned that the way the dragons sort of sit after they die is a lot like how my cat sits when I start I've scratching it below his tail. I've always oh, thought really? that, that it looks a little... yeah. That they're, yeah, their back's up in the air, yeah. like they're getting a good scratch that they like. Uh, Frost Troll took me out once, heading up... No, Frost Troll didn't take me out heading up to High Hrothgar. Um, I accidentally took out Lydia because a shout went through the troll and hit her when she was <laughs> down. And I wasn't okay with that, so I restarted that fight. So, I'm basically one and one for most fights in this game right now. <laughs> but improving. Um, Even though it's from 2011... When you hear the shout from High Hrothgar and you're walking back from Joel, that's really cool. Again, I haven't experienced it very often. I'm not jaded to it yet. I thought that was super awesome. I shivered a little bit. And then when I came down from High Hrothgar, some masked cultists attacked me. They called me a deceiver and said I wasn't the real dragonborn. But luckily, all the guards that were around helped me deal with those guys. And they weren't counting on the fact that I had strong Argonian re- regeneration, because I remembered how to use his skin, which is good. <laughs> and then when I was traveling past Whiterun, heading towards Ustengrav, there was this guy who had a broken down cart on the side of the road. He seemed like he had a few screws loose, um, but I helped a farmer, convince a farmer to go help him out, so Cicero will be able to go properly bury his mother. So I did a good deed. And I got to Ustengrav, and I just finished that, and I think I stopped in Morthal for the night. And that's where Nothing I'm at Skyrim right now. The thing that's really interesting is the way that you're talking about how in Skyrim you have to make sure you save before something interesting is going to happen. Because when you, well, when I switched from playing Sky, Skyrim and Oblivion to Elder Scrolls Online, of course it's uh, persistent. It's there's an no MMO. saving. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, it it permanently saves itself. You there's no save and reload. You can't can't go. Oops, I didn't like that. I'm going to I'm going to reload. Yep. And that was the hardest thing switching from Skyrim to ESO. And I wonder if I'd find it hard in reverse if I went back to Skyrim, or if I'd be like, yes, I can save. I I I don't know. It's like. In all the other games, you can play it like you're the hero from Next, that you can see a few minutes into the future and constantly mm-hmm. retry until you get the yeah. best possible outcome. But, uh, nope, can't do that in ESO. Nope. So Skyrim's fun, I like it. Yay. It's nice here. In your, in, so did you start a new character this playthrough, or are you using one mm-hmm. of the old ones that just had never made it past Bleak Fall Barrows? I didn't have any old ones around, I don't know... Your save Why? files is like gone. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I don't remember when it. No, I don't even know if I've played. I think it's because I haven't played SE. Oh yeah. So oh, I just yeah. started playing yeah. on special edition, and that would do it. 
I, I see in legendary edition i'm trying to think of how far i got i know that i got to the point where you get esburn and unite him with delphine so i remember going and getting yep. him and then having a conversation i can't remember anything past that i might get hints of familiarity next time i come to it but i'll keep you guys surprised of basically a newbie playing skyrim and are you playing with any mods none I feel like I always did the first playthrough at least without any mods. The only thing I would consider is non-content based stuff. Like if there were graphical glitches. Like Sky UI or something like that. Something like that. Those are the only kind of things I would consider. Um, I I want the game to feel the same as normal mostly. Yeah, that's great. I want to know what the developers made before I try to toy with it too much. That's fair. Awesome. Well, AKB, what have you been up to? Um, so I, I don't really want to talk about it yet because if it's one of those things where if you talk about it, it won't happen. Uh, but we have no, some very fortunes. cool stuff going on. Uh, oh, that right. said, yes. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? But now I know what you're talking about. Yes. Stay tuned for that. Information oh, later. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, what's he on about? I was, yeah, I was very confused for a second there, but we're good. What else have you been up to that you can talk about? I've just been doing more stuff in ESO, still continuing our various streams with that. Uh, beyond that, I just want to remind everyone that Adusadero is the good vampire from Ravenwatch. <laughs> uh, please stop liking Count Ravenwatch. It's Adusadero you should like. What about the the female? Was she a Bosmer? She's coming Quintus. back. No, she's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how do you really feel? Have such strong opinions on these poor NPCs. Okay, Adusadero is delightful. Agreed. The rest are garbage. I could not care for I them. I love that there's like two levels for AKB though. Yeah. It's like every, you're either amazing or the worst thing that's ever existed in his eyes. And don't there's, make sense. Add an and don't make sense. Zero or ten. Yeah. yeah. I, I I have a range. It's just that range for Ravenwatch is he's the zero. Adusadero is a pretty Hero. solid uh I I'd say like eight or nine on my enjoyment scale. Five out of seven. She's up there. Score. Five out of seven, perfect. I love that. Um, who else is awesome? Uh, so there, it, it. I think I've mentioned this before, but Wes Johnson is probably the best uh, voice actor the series could have ever gotten. He is super supportive of the fan community. Uh, he really he did. Is. A I love it. Bunch of sh- posts about uh, Shio Garofalo over the weekend and. They weren't exactly the nicest posts about him. It was mostly the more evil things he's done. And he was totally into all that stuff. It's Yeah, it was nice. It, to, I was reading through all those tweets. It was nice to see kind of like the more... It was less the like goofy Shiagora. That we, I think we talked yeah. about this uh, a couple like, weeks ago on it, the show, but... It, it's important to note like there's two sides of Shiagora, really. There's the goofy... A uh, fun one that kind of lures you in, and there's a very, very sinister character beyond that. Yeah, and we usually uh, avoid that. Uh, like I would say, most things 
outside of the games, avoid really mentioning the fact that, yeah, Shiro Gorf is actually pretty terrifying. Yeah, kind of a, like the worst possible human, if Daedric Princes were humans, the, like, the but, worst possible person you can imagine. But Wes Johnson, yeah, he seems to not only understand that, but also embrace it. It's nice seeing him understand the character and support mm. it as yeah. the villainous and fun character that Shiogorath is. It will never, he, I will never understand why ESO didn't use Wes Johnson. Nah, I would love to I talk to somebody about that. I, Wes Johnson doesn't even know. I know, that's what I mean. Like, I would love to be like, why isn't Wes Johnson Shiogorath in the game? But tangent aside. But that's been it for me. What's up with you, Pylon? Really not that Childcare. much. Uh as we stated earlier, my brain is goo. Uh so that's I haven't I honestly it's like it's been one of those things where it's just like from like seven AM till nine PM I'm busy and then like as soon as nine PM hits, I've I'm in that like I was reading this article actually completely not Elder Scrolls related, we'll put that aside for a second, about because I've been rewatching Scrubs. It's been basically mm-hmm. what I've been doing every single night. And I was just like, I, would, I just... Great show. It's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, and I was just like, I just I just really want to rewatch Scrubs. And then I found out they were doing a podcast with them. Yeah. Uh, so also listening to that. So it's been great. But I was like, I didn't know why. Like, I really just wanted to rewatch Scrubs before they even started doing that podcast. And I was reading this article about, like, when peop- when you're in, like, a very anxious state, which I think a lot of people are right now, given the state of the world with the coronavirus and everything going on and like not knowing when things are over. That's a very common thing for people to do is you rewatch old TV shows because you already know what's going to happen. So there's nothing, mm-hmm. there's no new anxiety being presented to you because you know the outcome of all the events that are going to happen. So it's just like calming effect for your subconscious. And I was like, that really makes sense. So that's all I've really been doing is just like using those like couple hours before bed to just watch something I've watched before and be calm. I don't have any anxiety. I don't have to worry about things. And like, I think that's why I haven't been playing games so much because I'm like feeling this like level of like, well, I have no idea what my life will be like for the next couple of years because I just don't know what's going on. So I've just been like completely reliving experiences that I've already had before. I've heard people say that they never re reread novels and that always amazes me for the exact same reason that when i'm unhappy or ill or whatever whenever i'm not up for a new experience rereading a favorite book where i know the dialogue i know the pacing i know when the good bits happen yeah Uh, so we are not a psychology podcast recognize that what does it say about me that i have not watched a single episode of television and i've been mostly playing new games Oh, I don't watch television either. That you're probably just doing good. I, I guess so, okay. <laughs> Didn't know if there was something deeper, like good job I crave adventure there. and cannot right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. As far as I know, Lost is actually living a charmed life. My he really has good, a yeah. cello behind him. How bad can it be? <laughs> when the sh- cello, cello disappears, we know it's gone yeah. bad. I had to sell mm. my cello, guys. But is it yours? You can't move the wife's. cello ever. <laughs> he yuffed to his wife. I yeah, I thought, I thought it was your wife's instrument rather now, than yours. Now it's the... Now it's, 
Now it's the, the signifier. Now it's yeah. the canary in the coal mine. I never expected this. <laughs> Damn, I'm confused. Um, but other than that, I have been playing Blades. Um, I've been doing Arena a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit more about what else I've been doing in there. Well, I guess we could probably talk about it now since Lara's not here. No one else to talk about with our notes, so why don't we talk about that? So in the exciting world of mobile Elder Scrolls games that don't have the word travels in their title, <laughs> we finally got the f actual release of Blades. Yay! So we got Yay. a new Elder Scrolls game. Sort of. We did it. We did it, fam. We're here. We, made, we it. made it. TES 6 doesn't need to come out. I just... So that was something that we were taught. Not that directly. But we were talking about it before, about how... It no, you turn invisible as soon as you do that, Baratron. Oh, there you go. go. There's That's... the tutorial. I can see it. Oh, you're getting killed. There. There's fire and a Thalmor attacking you. That's what? a fun intro. I like it. Um, but we were talking about how the difference between what the game is and it releasing doesn't really feel like much. Because what was it that it didn't have that it needed to have to make it released? And the... Apparently, it was just a few more quests and a formal stamp of approval, which is interesting to me. Yeah. So, like, I don't think that this update feels like a major milestone as far as the game coming out, but it definitely is as far as it coming out on Switch. I know. I feel like the Switch thing is what kind of makes it feel like an actual launch. Yes. It's like the um, like the phones were just testing to see yes. how it worked. <laughs> I think that makes sense. They also yes. removed early access from the name, so yeah. So I would say that Ohm gets to change his name back. From, he no longer is Ohm the Wrong on our Discord server, which is awesome. Yep. So he's still wrong about a lot of things. He's we'll, still wrong, we'll but he's so he doesn't have to be branded now. He got to take the Scarlet A off. We're gonna we're gonna make a new bed and get that back on there soon. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so talking about the Switch version. So we we mentioned it earlier uh, last week, I believe it was. But so it's free to download on Switch. You just go to the store, Nintendo store and you can download it there. And then you are presented two different options if you search for it. There's the normal Blades version. And then there's the Quick Start Edition, which now we have a little bit more details about, which is either US $15.99, Canadian $18.49, and then some other currencies will have different variations on that, I am sure. Um, but the Quick Start includes... Quick Start Edition includes exclusive armor and a powerful weapon to help you survive those dangerous quests and take on exciting battles in the arena. These legendary items were once owned by the notorious Bloodfall King, Durok Grobatal. Um, did you guys get it? Because I haven't. didn't... I haven't, and I don't no. know what the armor and is. So Have you seen Foxy, it? Foxy, Icy... Fo I remember her name still is Icy and not it, but in Discord, one of the people got it. But I don't think she shared pictures yet. Did she I share names of what it yeah, is? Yeah, we got the names, but I forget them. It's okay. like Durax Mace, or maybe it's Durax Maul and then Durax Armor. Yeah, I don't see them in here. That's fine. Oh, that's Scorm cool. got them so, too, apparently. Um, and it also gives you some exclusive decorations. There's a Sylvan Fountain, which is only available on Switch. Um, and then it gives you 2,000 gems, 30,000 gold. 
and it's a 200% value. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. But wait, and there's you more. You, you can't get it in Europe. You can't get it and in Europe. You cannot get it in Europe. Um, Interesting. I don't know why. Um, Can you get it I, in the store within the normal version of the game? Possibly. I haven't got that far in okay. yet. Um, and I want to suggest it could be due to some kind of EU legislation uh, which prevents a bundle of a free game with paid-for DLC because it can confuse consumers into you know paying for something that they don't need to. But I'm not 100% certain on that. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know whether such a law yeah. actually exists. Um, but it seems like the sort of thing that's possible. That you, so, you would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. So we'll have to have a look. Um, when, I, when I get past the tutorial... Wait, are you I've even in the EU anymore, though? Do you buy... Uh, the UK is not part of the EU, but for now, They've the majority had services of the law still... Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they're not... I mean, things like that, they're not going to make a special UK version. They um, may have to at some point, but yeah. And some Nintendo regional websites don't even know the game's out yet. Because <laughs> I basically looked at a bunch of different ones, and like Australia doesn't even know that Blade is out, so... <laughs> Interesting. I actually got a news uh, pop-up on my Switch... Like, you know, when you turn it on the first time and then there's that little, the left-hand menu shows the news and then the game that you were playing is on the right-hand side. Blade showed up at the top before I actually got to download it. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that'll drive a decent number of downloads. That's interesting. Is that because you've... You see, this is the first game I've bought that's higher than a child rating. So everything oh, else I've got is... Yeah, I have, everything else I have I've got in there Skyrim, seems like Pokemon. So. I have bought Skyrim, so maybe it right. personalized it for me there, but... Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm an adult because it's got my date of birth and things like that, but, it's, yeah, it didn't it didn't give me any... any. Uh, I looked in the news, there wasn't anything there. Yeah. Um, so just some information Strange. about the Switch version. Crossplay is enabled, so you will be able to battle people um, between Android and iOS. Um, it says and in guilds there, go across as well. Yeah, it said you can battle friends... But you actually can't battle friends currently. You can only battle randoms. So I guess if you random no, well, into a friend, then you kind of can't do it. But um, Am I imagining it? Or is there a plan that they mentioned to have like friendly battles? They said something at some point, but it was like a passing comment. So I don't even know if it's... Okay. Yeah. I would. I don't I know really, where I would have got that. I from. really want duels. Like just like me, let me, me and Loss go hack at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least then I'll get less grumpy. Exactly. Um, I'll die, but I'll get less grumpy. Yeah, and then you're you can not just cross play, but you cross save. So if you do something on the mobile version, then you go back to your Switch. You can it'll have that progress in there. So it's basically the same servers in the back end. But you which also is nice. don't have to. Um, you can have your phone version and your Switch version as separate characters you can, if, if you'd rather do it that way. Yeah. Does the but you don't um, you can't link your Bethesda.net account then. If you link your Bethesda.net account, it'll overwrite one of them. Right. Does the... Uh, oh, come on. I'm going to formulate this thought. It's going to come out. Give me a second. Is the account on the Switch tied to the profile or is it tied to the console? I don't know yet. I haven't tested. Okay. If it's tied to the profile, I'm going to be very happy. Do you, do you want to sit a... there and play and see how far I get? And I'll tell you. <laughs> no, because you can get. I know where you can get it, but you'll have to do it again on a second profile. So go through the tutorial, link your Bethesda.net account, then create a new profile and play and see play through the tutorial and see if you can set up a new account. 
That'd be the interesting question. Because if that's the case, then we can actually do some fun um, documentation for the wiki. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually have two accounts on here anyway. So Perfect. you could also just switch profile. Well, you still probably have to confirm it. But it if also, you can have, even without linking, if you can have two accounts on two different profiles, that probably is a good indication at least. Both profiles would, though, need to have a Nintendo Switch Online membership. You need to pay for a Switch Online enabled to, to be able to use Blades on the Switch. To use I it at all? Yeah, to use it with... at all. Oh. You so. see, that's not if that's the case, that's not made clear in the in the advert from Nintendo. I believe that uh, is the case. They only mention Switch Online right at the bottom and, and for for cross saving. They don't mention it for anything else. Oh, so maybe you don't Okay, so maybe maybe that's only for cross save. I don't know for sure. I, I am now faintly imagining I read that too, but I sometimes have false memories of these things. We'd have to check it out. We we'll cannot find give out. you We'll update you next week when we've tested this out. Um, the game file <laughs> is 1.2 gigabytes. It's available in French, German, Italian, Spanish, and Russian, as well as English. Um, it supports all three modes of the Switch, so handheld, tabletop, and TV. And there's no motion controls yet, which made me very, very sad. But CVH mentioned in a Reddit post that they should be coming soon. They just didn't make it into the launch update. Nice. I am very excited for motion controls. Because the streaming will start oh, every lunch period. Every lunch. Every lunch while I work from home, there will be some streaming of me just flapping swords. Um, so what's new in the actual patch for everybody outside of just Switch Lost? You were, I think you've been digging into that a bit more. Yeah, so I think I've gone through, again, all of the quests except all of the arena ones. And I, we mentioned it, I'm pretty sure, last week. Yeah. I can't remember what happened when. We but mentioned there's it. an arena quest line where... Nora, who hangs out on the, I'm going to call it the southwest side of town near the gate, she's getting an arena stuff set up and she wants to have a big tournament. And so you go through taking on challengers that are progressively more difficult, moving through arenas, eventually getting to the arena grand champion and trying to take them on. I'm only in the early steps of this process. Um, the first few, first four quests, I think, were like level 10 through 13. And then... The next st stages, I think, are about 18 or so. And I've still got plenty of time before I get up to my level 39, where I start actually having to fight hard and probably lose. So I've got a little bit more I can progress. And it seems like there's a tiny bit of storyline going on with that too, which is fun. But then all the other quests are just normal PvE quests, and most of them are in the mid-level range. I don't know if any of them went above 20 no, until I hit so. one quest that was level 41 quest. And I think that just scaled to whatever level you are. So I'm level 39 and made a level 41 quest. Maybe. Yeah. I think it just scales to a couple levels above where you are. That could make sense. Yeah. So the other ones seemed fixed. Um, there was a wizard's tower challenge that previously <laughs> came out. Yeah. And so that same wizard is working on improving his tower to test people. So he's got a new version. He sends a message to you through his daughter and you go check it out. His daughter is the, the worst. <laughs> She's not great. Gertrude. What is it? Gertrude horse face. Or horse, horse mouth. mouth or horse face. And she just complains the entire time. I wish we could vote, pe like, kick people out of our village. Yeah, She would be gone off the island. Beat. So rude. So that challenge isn't everything, it seems. So if you're doing that challenge, don't take everything at face value. Uh, have you guys done these quests at all? Obviously not Baratron. She's just installing it. So 
I went and quickly went to do the tower quest and completely yeah. did it wrong the first time because I forgot about it. So it was just yeah. like, find the key, find the key. You did it. I was like, something's wrong here. And then like I went to exit and it's like zero of 12 secrets found. I was like, frick. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily though, my error can let people know if you do that, you go back to town. Gertrude says like, oh, I noticed you didn't find all of the secrets. Do you want to do it again? And you can redo that quest if you complete it too quickly like an idiot like i did nice well i'm glad that they put that in there because i was like i could tell something was up but i didn't want to test it for experimentation purposes yeah i did so it that's for you... um ignorance purposes were you able to find all of the secrets the second time i haven't gone in i just you... oh, i just got the quest again and then i haven't actually oh, okay. gone in. that one's pretty fun and the first challenge tower i suppose was interesting but it was just sort of exploration this one actually had a little bit more puzzle stuff going on so i was pleasantly surprised and i think they'll continue to make the dungeoneering more interesting as they go on i'm liking what i'm seeing from it mm -hmm. uh there was another so you haven't done any other quests pylon no i haven't done any of the other quests so basically only spoiling the very beginning of each quest like what they tell you about it there's a guy who's been framed for murder, his wife tells you, and you have to go help him out because people are setting him up for this murder. But everything's not what it seems. And there's another thing where some people seem to be missing in this village and you start investigating and learn that the forest is getting sick and everything's not what it seems. And then there's another one where a treasure hunter shows up and he says that he's investigating some local alien ruins and including a rumored Dwemer ruin, which would be the first known Dwemer ruin in Cyrodiil. Everything's not quite what it seems, though. I mm. think that covers all of them. The theme really strongly seems to be subverting expectations. Things aren't what you seem. So pay attention to that. Watch yeah. out. They're going to get you. <laughs> I think that covers all the new quests. They're all pretty good. Like, it was easy for me to get through them as far as combat goes, but for the brief little snippets of story that they were, I felt good about all of them. It's it's still a... Yeah, it's still not going to be that, like, heavy, like, you're going to spend three hours grinding through a quest like you would in Skyrim. But I don't want to do that on my phone. So they, they feel good for what they are. I want a little bit... I just want, like, that, like, little bit more depth. Of like yeah. optional stuff like lore books. Like if they add lore books into stuff, that would make a huge difference for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Again, the wizard one, if once you go through it a second time and try to complete it, I think that there's enough promise there that they could keep expanding on how the Agreed. game is and not just pure dungeon stuff. Yeah, I agree. All the time. Yeah, like kind of the puzzle-y stuff. Yep. Yeah, so just that going, was really cool. going back, and so we've been in early access for over a year. It came out on early access. I get, I thought, I tried to pull it off the top of my head, and I thought it was the 29th of March, but it was the 27th of March so last year. I know, it was so close. That's um, pretty good you remembered that much, though. I know, and so, but, like, the game's been through crazy changes. Like, the entire monetization structure of the game changed. Really, the flow of the entire game mm. changed. The way yeah. loot works in the game's entirely changed. Combat's got a complete overhaul in the game. Like, from what they originally released, which was not met with um, high accolades, 
by no. many most people were just like saw it and just completely gave up on it um to what it is now like i think they've done a tremendous job kind of turning the game around which seems to be bethesda think- or not bethesda's like Zenimax's new like moniker is like they keep releasing games that don't so they aren't gangbuster out of the gate but then they slowly are fixing it and turn them into better games like elder scrolls so Online, eso blades at 76 yeah yeah, well, it, it absolutely fascinates me that, you know, there's been this more than a year of active development, but with player feedback, and yeah. they really did listen because there was a whole business way, way back where, you know, it, it took time to open a chest. Yeah. And I remember those of you who played right at the beginning were just talking about this and, and how, you know, it takes 24 hours to open a chest or something and you could pay for some gems which made it open quicker or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah. it originally was. And it was just crazy. And so they've actually really listened. And, you know, there's been six major patches and some hotfix as well. So, so you know, like we said, this is, this is 1.7. So it's the seventh patch. And it really is quite a different game. It is very different. And it's also like the, the feedback, like the changes that they've made too, a lot of them have been like, player feedback specific. Like people are like, we want it very to do this, so. not this right now. And they're like, that's reasonable and they've made those changes they're not just complete changes out of the blue a lot of them are the ones that are like the community suggested systems yeah i think blades life even though we consider that early access has felt less troubled because it felt like less was complete 180s and more like curves i don't know if that makes sense yeah i know you mean but the overall thing of releasing a game that's not great and then deciding later to make it great or good that's a bad pattern like try not to do that but i'd much rather have a game that ends up good than a game that stays bad forever yeah so i guess i'm a little torn on the issue it's hard because in an echo chamber you have what say 20 people working on this game they may have just thought like what we have before we've copied it from other successful games this might be good and it's not until you really tell people what it is and show people what it is that they can really say, no, we don't like this or yes, this is fine. Like, like we don't, here's the thing. We also have higher standards for true this team because we have seen what they can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. I think as soon as they started talking about switch as well, because that microtransaction idea for opening the chests, I mean, it wouldn't have gone, but it it wouldn't have worked other it is on other mobile games at least but you know yeah. on something like the switch you don't expect that at all it do, like there are games on switch that have that like there's that kirby fighting like kirby game that's actually very similar to blades the way it works like you go off and you do a little quest as kirby and it, there's a lot of microtransactions in that game but the timers i don't think would have worked well at all on no switch i don't think the way it was working would have worked well on switch so i'm glad that they did make those changes and the the way that i played the game on mobile even the chess timers weren't so bad i know we talked about it at the time but it's way better with it way it is now and it's definitely much better fit for if you're playing console because you're going to be playing longer on a switch than you are on your phone totally Mm -hmm. and so that's definitely a much better change yeah i find it i'm very i'm still playing the same way that i was before because i just wanted like i'd play for 15 20 minutes and then take a break for a while like i'm not sitting there grinding out the game um 
So that didn't really change for me because that was the same way that I would play before. Like I would play once a day. So a 24 hour timer on the game didn't really matter to me. I feel like part of my perspective on Blades as far as a mobile game goes is obviously in relation to the other mobile games that I've played. And everyone's saying Blades is like really heavily monetized and forcing you to pay or paywalls. I've not felt that at all, and maybe it's because I've seen the examples of Mario Kart Tour, which oh, is God. the most egregious one that I know of. And Fire Emblem Heroes and Dragalia Lost are both ones that I don't feel like I have to pay, but the payment stuff is required for progressing in the game. Yeah. You either have to wait till you accumulate the free currency, or you have to... Yeah, that's it. You have to either pay for the currency or you have to wait for it to get more summons, to get more characters mm -hmm. on your roster. In Blades, I've used gems almost never, and it was purely for decorations. Yeah. I think I used maybe 20 total throughout history to speed something up, and sometimes it was an accident back when you could spend one gem to open a wooden chest. Yeah. Actually, that is the one thing that drove me insane with the old monetization structure was when you had like 20 wooden chests and you had to sit there and click every single one oh, yeah. and wait the second so you didn't accidentally spend a gem. That was frustratingly bad. Absolutely. Um, so not having to do that now is actually a huge difference, I will say. Agreed. But even then, the, uh, the gems and blades completely feel optional to me. They do not feel like something that's vital to the experience. Whereas in all the other games that I've played, you have to collect the currency and you can either pay for that currency directly or get it for free things. And you need that to do stuff in the game. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I thought Blades was fine. And maybe it's just because everyone else is used to a normal Elder Scrolls experience. Maybe Blades is really jarring if you're only used to Skyrim and then you jump into this. I'm as far as blades goes like i like blades for what it is and i think the majority of people that don't like blades is because they want a full game to come out for mobile or blades to be a full game but yeah. i can't imagine wanting to actually play full skyrim like a game like skyrim on my phone but i would you definitely did set be up ESO to run on your phone just a mobile test game like legitimately uh I did uh, actually think about that problem quite a bit, and I really saw that there's, for me, there was two ways they could have satisfied, that they can satisfy me. Like, one option would be to lean back into more traditional deaths yeah, uh, with more randomized and larger dungeons and locations. Uh, I'd be okay with that. Because I absolutely would like them to have... So the dungeons are mostly corridor-based. There's they occasional are very branches. Yeah. I would like to have dungeons more like Arena's dungeons. That'd be really cool for me. Yep, agreed. And, and, of course, and of course, they would have the, hey, we're trying to go back to the roots of the series with this game uh, to point out to other people. who go like, oh, it's trash. Uh, just go like, oh, we were just trying to do something more traditional, which was something uh, Todd Howard even said during mm. the original E3 presentation. My other option that I saw, and I still think they could very easily do, is to really lean into the customization and uh -huh. decoration parts of it. Uh, easily adjustable decorations and buildings. It's not really that easy right now. It's very heavy time sinks. Uh, Expensive to redesign buildings. 
add in a few interior locations for those who want to be able to decorate a house. Add in a... It would be a more work, but uh, have like a fully customizable interior with furniture and everything. Stuff you can get your uh, people to craft. Yeah. Uh, like, you can currently get them crafting. Uh, maybe you can tell your workshop... Hey, make me a chair for my house. All that stuff. I think that would be. Uh, I think that would go over very well in the game too. I think it would. The only downside of that is a lot of the time those games that do well with crafting is because you can share it with people. They would need to have yeah. a way for your friends to be able to come and visit your. Well, house. you can visit your. Uh, you can already visit. Uh, you can other people's yeah. towns. Yeah, but everything's all locked off. It's not actually that. I, I, that's exactly but you would where need I to think have they that. should be yeah. taking this. No, I, I agree. The, then they also need to add in a few more things, like uh, you should be able to assign tasks for your normal villagers, like tell them, hey, I want you collecting this resource or this resource. Like a 3D um, maybe, Farmville. Yeah. Um, you can so that also resource mine yourself. Just give us more options of for gameplay you know like uh, people want that kind of live another life simulator that spurs my mind to a conversation we've probably had before but one i constantly think about is if i'm playing a game where i'm supposed to be an adventurer and a hero why would i ever also be a miner or why would i be in charge of this entire town telling them what to do (laughs) like that's not who you are in blades so then I just start thinking about crafting in games. Like, should I be a fully-fledged professional blacksmith and also a brave adventurer that delves into the bowels of oblivion to fight guys? How do I have both of those skill sets and the time to do both of them? Listen. It's not important. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think about the game design philosophy behind some of those things at times. And so when I make a formal character, I always go, he's an adventurer, he's not taking mining. He's an adventurer, he's not taking blacksmithing. <laughs> No. But I did take bandage making in World of Warcraft. I figured I could justify that one. In classic, you need it. Yes, you need bandage it. That too. Making. Yeah. Side note <laughs> on that. No, so I'm I'm happy that we actually finally have Blades out in full release, and it seems like they're still supporting it. Like they could have easily let Blades die on the vine, and nobody, I think, would have blamed them for it. If Blades came out, they're like, yeah, no, this game, no one wants to play it. It's not great. They wouldn't okay. blame them any more than they already got. Exactly. Like, no one would yeah. have been, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. But the fact that they've really doubled down on it and fixed a lot of things, made a lot of changes, I'm over the moon about. I love having more games to play. I just really want them to add just those few more things in. Like, the things AKB mentioned, I want lore books in there. I want a little bit more story quests in there. Not, mm-hmm. I don't need deeper stories i just want like more i just want volume i don't i don't need them to be these like big deep twists or anything like that like it's fine it's fun how it is i just want more i I think that i mentioned that it'd be cool if they had recurring quests not just jobs but recurring quests like if every once in a while the guy who had the goblin quest line said oh no there's some tribes that are starting to build up again and so you had to go deal with them Mm -hmm. just felt like the jobs had a slightly more connection to the world rather than just one sentence but give me like five sentences connected to the world that'd be a cool way to build up a little bit 
And yeah, your point overall that the game has received a lot of support. So they've had, as you said, seven total patches with some serious feature upgrades yeah. and cool story upgrades mixed in with that all. So it's not like they have to stop all story to make all the features. And it's not like they're only doing story and not actually changing the game. They've done a really good balance between them. I just don't know. Like the game is out now. What is that going to mean? What does that change? Yeah, I wonder yeah, what's how, gonna... how is that different? Because I was I was thinking, I mean, one, one of the things I, I said, I'll put it in the notes, is I can't help feeling that if Fallout 76 had done this very long early access to iron out the problems rather than formally releasing in November 2018 while still buggy and incomplete, uh, whether people would still be as as angry. Um, there would have been anger, but it would have been i definitely think it would have been less i think i think it would have been hard given the that genre of game has had such a mm. big problem with early access that games. is actually yeah like daisy and early access was, it's a, yeah. if it wasn't a survival multi a multiplayer survival game i think that would have been fine but the fact that it was already following the footsteps of daisy arc rust that had these very long extended early access that felt like they were actually never going to end I think if it wasn't like that, it would have been fine. That That's actually a very good point. They probably had an internal conversation to that exact effect. Like, yeah. I mean, if they had known from the get-go that they were going to release Wastelanders when they did, then maybe they could have justified that. I don't think they did. But they didn't think, know that Wastelanders... They didn't it. know they were going to make NPCs. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't have marketed it as not mm-hmm. having NPCs. Yeah. So... Yeah, it would have had to have been a different set of circumstances. But you to see, even it's things it. like the the not having NPCs that made me think that's a thing that should have been trialed with with players. For sure, it's you just, know what's the weird yeah. thing about them saying they didn't have NPCs? They did have NPCs. They were just robots and mutants. Mm. They yeah, yeah. there was no other. They people. didn't have humans. Yeah, it, yeah. it was such a weird thing the way they phrased it, though. The situation with seventy six versus Blades. As far as story goes, and I've probably talked about it before, but for Blades, all of the quests they've added are just sort of interlaced throughout. So now if you start the game from scratch like Baratron's doing, you're going to have just a full questing experience going through. You won't really know what's new and what's not unless you've Mm -hmm. paid very careful attention. You remember, whereas 76 specifically with Wastelanders has had a big story change. So now the main quest has changed a little bit because there are NPCs now and they've added all this new stuff with NPCs. And so you can't really have the story experience the same way that it was. Mm. And from a historical perspective, that kind of makes me think about WoW and the Cataclysm. Well, I was going to say, because this this sounds like what you were talking about two, was it two episodes ago? I knew I talked about it before. You yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah, with Cataclysm. I feel like mm. I actually talked about that every episode. Oops. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you're just excited. It's a, it's, it's an nice interesting to be... topic in game design, though. And it's it's nice that, that Lost gets to play with his spouse, you know? My mm-hmm. husband is not a gamer. He's oh. downstairs building a guitar out of wood. So, you know, he's a nerd. <laughs> not many people build their own guitars, starting with wood. And I think finishing I saw a guy a build a guitar, guitar out of ramen noodles. Okay. I actually did work on building my own bass, but... But yeah, I, I think it's really great that you you get to experience gaming with your with your partner like that. But oh well, yeah, it's fun. Just awesome. yeah, I haven't done as much Elder Scrolls, but now I'm <laughs> yeah. comparing them all. 
Yeah, so for 76, I think it'd be very interesting to be able to play through the no NPC part of the story and then have some sort of flag that causes the NPCs to move Mm. in. And hey, 76 people, if you're listening, if that's possible, that'd be pretty cool. Like have people be able to activate it whenever they want somehow. For Blades, I don't think it's necessary. And that could be part of what it means for early access. Like all of the stuff that's happened now has just been fleshing out this one experience. It's been furthering some of the side plots. It's been adding some more just side quests that aren't really plot focused, but they're just world detail to fill out the experience. So does that mean that now the next updates aren't going to go in the middle? They're going to be new stories. I don't know. We'll find we'll out. find out. We will find out. Well, I think that probably is a good place to cover it all for tonight. So we've talked about Blades, we've talked about everything, and then next week, I believe, don't quote me on this next part yet, but I think we're going to be recording on Tuesday again, because Tuesday is Greymore launch day, so we want to have a nice fun stream while everybody's in here playing Greymore. We'll try to keep it light and light and fresh so that we don't take you away from your games for too long, but you can listen to us ramble on about the new chapter while we play. Uh, so on behalf of myself, Lost in Hyrule, AKB, and Baratron, we want to thank everybody for joining us and listening to us once again. We appreciate all of you, and we hope that you all have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Goodbye, everybody. Try out Blades. It's free. Just give it an hour. Oh my, <laughs> never mind. <laughs>